American Road Trip Talk begins after this message. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I want to bring attention to a life-saving product called Alert Drops. Drowsy driving is one of the most catastrophic problems in America, and Alert Drops will stop it. What is Alert Drops? Alert Drops is a simple spray on the tongue made out of citric acid, sour lemon, and water. A simple spray on the tongue, nothing in your system, and you're naturally awake, naturally alert. Go to alertjobs.com. Very important. Go to alertjobs.com and stay safe. The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and back roads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. Glad to have you along for the ride. Glad to be working alongside Nathan Miller, our producer. This is American Road Trip Talk. We'll be back with the interview right after this. In western Nebraska, Sydney used to be known as the toughest town on the tracks. Today, Sydney is home to family-owned restaurants and vibrant downtown full of unique shops. Plan your trip to Sydney and learn more at visitsydneyne.com. Make this picture perfect in Oregon's Mount Hood territory. Get into history's interactive side on the Heritage Trail. Meet baby animals on farm loops and visit vineyards on the new wine trail. Plan your trip today at mounthoodterritory.com. Are we there yet? That's not a question you'll be hearing while cruising around Nevada. That's because here in the road trip capital of the USA, that old cliche about it being the journey that matters more is actually legit. In Nevada, you can kick back in a crowdless state or national park. Gaze up at some of the nation's darkest, most star-studded skies. Meander among the world's oldest living trees. Have your breath stolen by the crystal clear waters of Lake Tahoe. All along the way, you will find the kinds of iconic, wide-open highways where road trip dreams are made. For insider tips about Nevada road trips and unexpected Silver State destinations, Order your free Nevada magazine and visitor guide today at TravelNevada.com slash travel dash guides. Seattle, Tacoma, Antwerp? That's right. We're streamed worldwide on our app and on the web at 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to American Road Trip Talk. My name is Suzanne Mitchell. I am your guest host for today's episode, and today we are talking to Leslie Rule, author of Haunted in America, True Ghost Stories from the Best of Leslie Rule Collection. Let me tell you the least you need to know about Leslie Rule, and then we'll bring her on. Leslie Rule became interested in the study of ghosts while growing up in what was known to locals as a haunted house located on a Native American burial ground on Puget Sound. She has written several nonfiction books featuring paranormal stories based on historical research and interviews of people who say they've witnessed ghost sightings. Her latest work, Haunted in America. Happy to have you with us today, Leslie Rule. It's nice to be here again, Suzanne. Yes, and, and since we've met, I know who you are. And we've even dined together uh, briefly once. I wanted to um, talk today about all the places in America where people can go and have had ghost sightings. And your book is filled with great stories of, of ghost hauntings in various places. 
And I said, just pick your favorites. And so if people want to go to restaurants, hotels, towns, places, events, where are some of the places where you've heard some of the best ghost stories? Well, one of my favorite places is the St. James Hotel in Cimarron, New Mexico. And I stayed there in about 1999. Uh, It has quite a reputation for being haunted. There's a lot of paranormal activity there. In the late 1800s, it was a hangout for uh, famous gunslingers like Jesse James, Annie Oakley, Wyatt Earp, Kit Carson. They all hung out in the bar there. Um, In fact, it was a pretty rowdy place because they would drink and then there would be fights. And 27 men were actually killed there over the years from gunfights when they had a little too much to drink. And the ceiling is still scarred with bullet holes to this day. Um, The Lambert family lived in the hotel. They owned owned the hotel and they lived there. And they had five children. Uh, Mary Lambert was the mom. And it was kind of hard on her to uh, be in such a rowdy place when she was tr- uh, trying to raise kids. Um, but the the uh, gunslingers were pretty friendly with the kids. And in fact, one of them, uh, Buffalo Bill, taught one of her sons how to shoot. The night that I went there, I went with my friend Sherry. And we got there pretty late. And I remember we walked in and the w- a woman from the front desk greeted us. And she was exhausted and she didn't want us to ask any questions about ghosts. She's asked me tomorrow and she, she plopped us down on a couch where we could watch videos about some of the hauntings because it had been covered on some TV shows, including unsolved mysteries. So there was one particularly intriguing unsolved, uh, unsolved mysteries episode where uh, a employee saw a little boy sitting on the bar. Um, now, the, it, as it turned out, Unsolved Mysteries take a little bit of creative license. And I think it's because they couldn't get the whole story out of the kid because he was so freaked. Uh, he quit that day and he never went back. But uh, the little boy that he saw, I believe, was Johnny Lambert, two and a half years old. And I wanted to get a description of the ghost scene from the guy that actually saw him. So when I returned to Seattle, I tried to track him down. And I wasn't able to talk to him, but I talked to his father. And the father said, my son doesn't like to talk about it, but I'll tell you exactly what he told me. He said, the... um." The child was sitting on the bar and he was spinning a bottle round and round and round. And um, the kid at first thought, oh, it's some naughty child that left his room and came down here and is uh, making mischief. So the employee approached the, the, the child. And when he did, the little boy lifted his head and looked at him. Half of his face was horribly scarred as if he'd been burned. And at that moment, the little boy jumped off the counter and disappeared into the floor. Um, I asked for details. Uh, I wanted wow. a description of, of the little ghost. And um, the guy said, well, my son said he had blonde hair to his shoulders and he was wearing a white nightgown. And I said, well, how old? 
Oh, I said, a toddler? And he said, yes. So I thought, that's really interesting. And I wanted to find a picture of Johnny Lambert. Now, it wasn't as easy to get information back in the 1990s when I first started researching this. So I had to actually write um, write a letter, send away a check for $25 uh, to a, a New Mexico um, agency, and it took six weeks. I wanted to know how Johnny died. And because I wanted to try to figure out why the little ghost had the scars on his face, but they weren't able to provide me with any, any information. Every day I'd go to the mailbox, so excited to see if I was going to find something that matched. Now, I next talked to a friend of mine who is a psychic medium, and she her name's Nancy Meyer, and she worked with detectives for years helping to solve crimes, and she has an excellent reputation. And I met her in the 1990s when I was writing for Woman, excuse me, writing for Woman's World magazine. And I knew she was good because I also interviewed detectives she worked with. So I was thrilled when Nancy agreed to read photos that I sent her um, of the hotel. And she's able to tell you things without knowing anything. So she knew nothing from the photos. She'd never heard of the place, but she couldn't tell what it was anyway. And the first thing she said was that um, over 20 men had been killed there. And she picked up on the fact it was a brothel. And when I asked her about the children, she zeroed in on the, the little boy. And she said that it was, it was actually the late 1880s um, when little Johnny died. And Nancy said, um, that children in the hotel had diphtheria and that some of them died and uh, some of them survived, which actually turned out to be true. I was just able to validate that recently when I found an old newspaper article, because now you can get online and subscribe to these databases that you couldn't 20 years ago. So, it turned out that Johnny did die of diphtheria, but I don't know if burns were a contributing uh, factor because Nancy also told me that Johnny was, she didn't know, she didn't even know that he lived there. She didn't know that his father, Henry Lambert, was the chef for the hotel. Um, Henry Lambert had once been Abraham Lincoln's cook and he was very popular. And that was one of the big draws of the hotel. And according to Nancy, a little Johnny was running through the kitchen and he ran into somebody who was carrying a big pot of boiling food and Johnny was burned and so were they. Mm. Now, this that is something I have not been able to validate. Um, the only clue I have is the fact that the description of the little apparition has half of his face burned. Uh, it's possible that he he had, um, well, I know for a fact he had diphtheria because that's what the article said and that he died from that. But I'm thinking it's possible that he also had uh, issue with burns at the same time. Now, I always try to validate the facts, but I, I still didn't know for sure what Johnny looked like. Uh, and a few years went by. The story first appeared in my book, Coast to Coast Ghosts, in 2001. And I continued to look to try to find a picture of Johnny. It took many years, but one day I was on Ancestry.com 
And I put in his name and up pops a family tree that was made by descendants of the Lambert family. And there was a picture of Johnny. He had the long blonde hair. Mm. I added that picture to the update in the book, Haunted in America. It's a little bit blurry, but you can definitely tell um, that it's a child um, with um, the long hair, just like the, uh, the witness had described. Now, I always say, I can never know for sure when it comes to ghost stories. I don't know uh, what the facts are. I can't even tell you for certain what a ghost is. Uh, we all know the leading theories. But what I do is I present the information to the readers, and then they can decide for themselves what it all means. And I'll, and I'll tell my theories. I, I think that it is the ghost of um, Johnny Lambert that appears in the St. James Hotel. Well, uh, you do your research, so I would trust that. And and the St. James Hotel is located in what New Mexico City? Cimarron, New Mexico. Cim- Cimarron. Yeah, it's and, a really cool old old hotel. And it, and people can drive there now and and stay there and and stay in the rooms. They should be able to. Yep. Last time I checked. Great. So while we were there. Um, my friend Sherry and I ha- had a a room in the old part of the hotel, and we were the only guests that night. There was no one else there, and there were some people staying. Um, There's a newer wing that wasn't attached, and there were people there. But I I told um, my friend Sherry as I was going to sleep, I said, um, "Wake me up if you see a ghost." And she said, don't wake me up if you see one. And I've I've never been afraid, but she was terrified. And a lot of people mm. are. So I had sleep apnea at the time. And I had my CPAP machine. And I fell into my usual deep sleep. And during the night, Sherry, she couldn't sleep. And she was in her bed. And she was looking up at the transom window over the door. And she was comforted by the fact that the light on the hall was in, was on. And so it lit up the room a little bit. And all of a sudden, the light went off. Ooh. And that, that freaked her out. Well, yeah. maybe it burned out. But she could not get to sleep. An hour passed. And then she heard footsteps outside the door. Um, the floors were really old and they were creaking. And it was as if someone was pacing outside of our room. So finally, she got me to wake up. And I said, oh, well, you know, it probably burned out. And I, I couldn't figure out where the, where footsteps would have come from if we're the only ones in the hotel. So I got up and I walked across the hall. And actually, the light was not from the hall, but it was in the room across the hall. And that door was open. So I went and I said, it's probably just the light burned out. So I flicked the switch a couple of times. It wasn't burned out. And then I thought, well, maybe someone's tricking us. And they they snuck up uh, on the room and they managed to uh, get up there without making the floor creak. And then they made it creak outside our room. So I tried all the different ways I could think of to walk along that ha- that hallway floor and not make it creak. I tried walking off to the side. Nothing worked. You couldn't walk across that floor without making it creak. And what was strange was that the the footsteps pacing were just right outside her door. You didn't hear anybody or she couldn't hear anybody walking any distance. It was just back and forth a couple of times. So that was a kind of an interesting experience. And I, unfortunately I slept through that. 
But right. um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great story from Cimarron, New Mexico. And it's a place where people could go and stay there now and perhaps have their own ghost sighting. Where else could people go to if they wanted to maybe encounter a ghost? Another place that I really like is the Elms Hotel in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. And this place started out um, as a healing place um, in the late 1800s because there was a rumor started that the mineral water there had healing powers. Uh, A farmer who lived there had a daughter with a skin condition. So he put her in the creek one day and he claimed it miraculously healed her. And once word of that got out, the town became really popular. It just boomed. There were all kinds of hotels in town and they were selling the water bottled and people came from all over the country. They'd get up off their deathbeds to come to town. Um, and the Elms Hotel was one of the favorite places. Now, I think there was a placebo effect because some people actually got better. But you know the power of the mind. If we believe we're going to get healthy, we can often. And if we think we're sick, we can make ourselves sick just by thinking like that. So uh, not everybody survived. A, a few people actually dropped dead in the lobby there. So it it was uh, a myth and it just grew. And I'm sure that every time somebody came back from the hotel and said, hey, I'm all better, it just added to uh, to the reputation. So that continued for years. And then in the 1960s, a national magazine discredited the claim. The whole town lost its businesses. It, the sales just plummeted. Um, the town became pretty empty after that. And uh, the only people that were there were just the people that lived there. And in the, they eventually just closed the hotel down and abandoned it. And when I was there, I took a little walk and just a little ways up the street, um, I talked to some people that had lived there since they were kids. And a woman told me that they used to go play in the, in the old hotel. You know how kids do, like crawl through the window and they would play around in there, this old, dark, abandoned hotel. And one day uh, uh, her brother saw the glowing ghost of a maid pushing a cleaning cart through the rubble. Ooh. So, that, yeah, yeah, that was kind of spooky. But the, the feeling there is good. Is I didn't experience anything paranormal while I was there, but I talked to a number of people who did. Um, and there's a guy by the name of Jay Fanning who gives tours there, ghost tours regularly. And he's really good. And he was there... When I first visited the hotel years ago, and I uh, talked to him on the phone when I was doing the updates for the book, um, one of the things that's kind of interesting is that there's supposedly the ghost of a little girl who's seen on an upper floor. And this whole class of fifth graders were there on a field trip one day when this little girl ran by and disappeared into the wall. And I searched and searched, and I could not find a record of a a little girl dying there. But um, that doesn't mean one didn't, because the record keeping back then, you know, back, you know, 100 years ago, and and, um, before that was not that good. Um, So I could not find a death 
that connected to that child. But I know that people were bringing their sick children there. Um, someone else saw the ghost of a little boy in one of the pools in the basement. And that was part of the, the healing processes that kids would use the pool there. So it's a little blonde head just bobbing along and then just vanished. But I, I like that place. It's really interesting. It's just, it's got a good feel. There's a, it's not, I wasn't frightened at all, um, which I normally am not, but sometimes I'll get a bad feeling when I go to a haunted place. Like it just, something doesn't feel right. So I think it's an extremely haunted place, um, but I haven't heard anything about anything that you know was sinister there. Um, Jay actually was telling me, um, and I added this to the update, that his mom was staying in the hotel. And so he um, he left her in her room one day and you know walked away and she heard a knock at the door and she thought, oh, it's Jay com coming back. She opened the door and there was nobody there. And there was no time for anybody to run away. So it's that kind of stuff that happens all the time there. And a waitress told me about seeing a chandelier um, just swinging um, that, as, if some, as if somebody was hanging on it and moving it. But of course, she didn't see uh, apparitions. But that's a great place. And I'd recommend that. That's If you can get there. And if um, last time I talked to Jay Fanning, he was still giving the tours. I hope he still is. It was about a year ago, and he's been giving them since oh, probably almost 20 years or longer. So, um, Leslie, we have time for one more quick story. Do you have a short story that you can well, tell us? You've got I one was, hotel you can stay at and one hotel that's giving tours. Name well, a third place. Uh, here's a place that actually might be kind of interesting because it's a park, and it's the site of my childhood home. Oh, Des Moines, Washington, and it's on the um, north side of the marina. Um, so Overlook Park is on a hill, and it's open to the public, as parks are. And that whole park was my yard when I was growing up. And it was also a Native American burial ground. And I had a very haunted childhood. Um, when I was a kid, I was spooked. Uh, I was influenced by the scary movies that you see on TV. And, um, you know, they tried to make ghosts seem scary. And I I had a few things happen. But one of the things that happened was when my parents were um, there, staying there on the weekends to remodel the place, to get it ready for our family to live there. Now, my father had grown up in the house. And his great-grandfather had, or his grandfather had died there. Um, Reverend Re William John Rule he was a Methodist minister, and he was a very kind man. Well, while my parents were remodeling, they would hear the phone ring, and it would ring persistently. And they would walk to the wall where the old-fashioned phone had once been mounted. There's nothing there now. It was just wires sticking out. And it would ring as they were standing there. And they would turn and look at each other. And <laughs> they weren't scared. They found it fascinating. But yeah. I think it'd be very interesting if somebody in the area um, goes to the site and to see if they can detect any um, activity. Maybe they can get an EVP, um, a voice on recording. And if they Maybe. do, I hope they will contact me. I'm on Facebook, so I hope they let me know. Well, very good. Well, a couple of things. You said you're on Facebook. I want to make sure people know how they can reach you. And then there's something very special about this particular book, 
haunted in America. People should get it and they should get it today. And why is that, Leslie? Well, my publishers are having a rare 99 cent ebook sale of that particular book. And it goes till midnight tonight. They like the idea of it ending on midnight of Friday the 13th. And it's, it's rare that they drop a price so low. I asked them to please do that. Not everybody can afford books, um, but almost everybody's got 99 cents that they can they can um, buy a book with. But also, if, if they don't want to spend that money, they can probably find the book at their library. And I always encourage people to use their libraries because we pay for them with our taxes. So we might as well use them. Absolutely. The book is called Haunted in America. True Ghost Stories from the Best of Leslie Rule Collection. We heard about three of them today. There are many, many more in the book. It's a really fun book. And if people want to find out more about you, where is the best place for them to do that, Leslie? On Facebook. And I actually launched a um, a new Facebook group page um, last quick, March. Real quick. We're it's running. called Haunted. Uh, look, tell them to look for the page Haunted in America on Facebook. It's named after my book, and we have discussions there. Everybody can post, talk about haunted places. Haunted in America. Thanks for tuning in to American Road Trip Talk, along with Thomas and Becky Rep, co-founders of American Road Magazine. We remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue. Until next time, dream well and drive safely on the American Road. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure.